time outside and, and enjoying God's creation. And I tell you, there's there's few things better than just getting to enjoy a, a beautiful day and that the Lord has made. And if you've got your Bibles with you, I'd like for you to turn to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 17, we'll read the first 13 verses, Acts chapter 17, verse 1 through 13. Acts chapter 17, verse 1 through 13 says, Now when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where was a synagogue of the Jews. And Paul, as his manner was, went in unto them, and three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of the Scriptures, opening and alleging that Christ must needs have suffered and risen again from the dead, and that this Jesus whom I preach unto you, is Christ. And some of them believed and consorted with Paul and Silas, and other devout Greeks a great multitude, and of the chief women not a few. But the Jews which believed not moved with envy, and took unto them a certain lewd fellows of the baser sort, and gathered a company, and set all the city on an uproar, and assaulted the house of Jason, and sought to bring them out unto the people. And when they found them not, they drew Jason and certain brethren unto the rulers of the city, crying, These that have turned the world upside down are come hither also, whom Jason has received. And these all do contrary to the decrees of Caesar, saying that there is another king, one Jesus. And they troubled the people and the rulers of the city when they heard these things. And when they had taken security of Jason... And of the other, they let them go. And the brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas by night unto Berea, who coming thither went into the synagogue of the Jews. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness of mind, and they searched the scriptures daily, whether those things were so. Therefore many of them believed, also of honorable women which were Greeks, and of men not a few. But when the Jews of Thessalonica had knowledge that the word of God was preached at Paul at Berea, they came thither also and stirred up the people. And then immediately the brethren sent away Paul to go as it were to the sea. But Silas and Timotheus abode there still. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we, we come to you again this evening so thankful for the um, privilege that we have to come into your house. And Lord, as we do, I pray that you would give us uh, a soundness of mind, Lord, that we could I truly focus upon your word. Lord, I pray that, that Lord, you would give us the ability to, to understand. Lord, I pray that, Lord, you, you'd help me to, to deliver this message in a way that uh, would be glorifying unto you. Lord, we pray for all those who are out. Lord, we continue to pray for, for Brother John. Lord, for all those who are sick and dealing with grief. Lord, we just pray for your comfort and your grace upon them. Lord, we do love you. We give you all the praise, all the honor, and the glory. Say us all in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. I'd like to speak for just a few minutes on, on a message that I, I've called Be a Berean. I, I was reading a, a poll the other night as I was uh, thinking on this passage of Scripture, and, 
And it really bothered me uh, that the poll on, on Pew Research, it said that 33% of Christian people proclaim Christians don't pick up their Bible within the year's time. 33% of Christians never picking up a Bible throughout the year to, to read for, for their own benefit. The only time they hear the Word of God is when it's preached to them or, or, or when it's given unto them. And another uh, 21% said they might pick it up once or twice a month. So when you add those two together, 54% of Christians today in America might pick up their Bible once or twice a month. That's astonishing. That, 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 that goes to show that as Christian people, the, the, the value of Scripture has decreased in, in, in hearts. The, the, the perspective on, on, on God's holy word has lost value in, in, in many hearts. You know, the, the Bible tells us that it, it's, it's through God's word that, that wisdom is given. So if 54% of so-called Christians aren't searching God's word for wisdom, where are they getting it? They're getting it from the world. They're getting it from man. And then we wonder why things are the way they are. It's because our view on Scripture has decreased mightily. And this is where we are today. We became a society that's engulfed with a low view on Scripture. And so tonight, I just want to encourage you that Scripture is sufficient for all things. I was talking with the boys tonight, and just letting them know that any problem that we face in life, in any situation, don't have to be a problem, even in, in times of, uh, of extreme gladness, times of great blessing, all of that, how to handle any and all things that, that the world brings at us. Scripture gives us the answer. It's sufficient for, for all of life. And so in our passage, we see conflicting perspectives on Scripture, much like we do in today's world. In Thessalonica, we see that as Paul goes into the synagogue and he begins to, to preach him a gospel message, it says for three days that he dwelt there, informing them that Christ had to suffer, he had to die, and he resurrected. It says that some were saved, but it says some of the Jews, they, 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 they couldn't take it. They had no desire for Scripture. They, they were so caught up in wisdom of man, in, in, in their understanding, in their ways of life, that I don't want to hear it. And not only do I not want to hear it, I don't want to allow it. So they chased him out of Thessalonica. And then we see the Bereans. It says that they were more noble than those in Thessalonica. To be more noble means that they were willing to listen to sound doctrinal teaching. They were more high-minded. They, they had the ability to, to understand. Their, their hearts had been opened. Their minds had been opened to understanding. They had a desire for that which was righteous and upright. And therefore we see a vast difference 
in the, in the way that these two cultures viewed the Word of God. You see, the Bereans, they accepted Scripture alone. This alone is sufficient. Turn with me to, the, to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Second Corinthians chapter three verse five tells us not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. This is where we must all begin: it is to realize that our wisdom, our understanding, our satisfaction. All should come from, from, from our Father in Heaven. Everything that we have, our ability is, is in God. Our wisdom is in God. Our, our, our reasoning is in God. Any time that, that, that the questions why begin to swirl, the answer is God. We may not know the details. We may not fully understand it. But we realize that, that this is part of God's plan. And although I don't understand it, Sometimes we don't know how to deal with it. Our wisdom, our ability, our reasons, everything is of God. We must start and end with God alone. Anytime we begin to, to, to add to God plus this, anytime that, that, that we begin to say Scripture plus this, we're getting into an area where we're just like the Jews. And, and we're running, running, it, running it out of our lives. And I'm not saying that there's not useful resources. God knows there is. That there's many great men who've wrote commentaries, who've spent many years in work and helping to understand what the meanings of Scripture are. There's so many good resources out there. God's used many peoples in many ways to create opportunities and material for our benefit. But they're never to replace Scripture. They're simply to help us to understand Scripture. Anytime that we begin to put more weight, well, this commentary says this. Well, what's Scripture say? Can we confirm it in other areas of Scripture? We've we got to be so careful that we don't take one passage of Scripture and begin to form a, a, a doctrine around it. But be able to take Scripture alone and, 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 and understand why it is the way that it is. When it comes to our spiritual life, or our conduct, or, or our character, uh, uh, as a believer, Scripture is sufficient for all of that. How is it that we are to act in this situation? How is it that I, that I need to make sure that I conduct myself in this manner? We go to Scripture. We, we go to Scripture. For it says, a very familiar passage of Scripture in, in 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17 says, All Scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instructions in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. We look around and, and we say, why, is, why are we so weak? Why are we so far from the will of God? Because we have such a low view of Scripture. 
It's because we're so slow to get into to the Word of God and, and, and really look for, for, for God. How is it that I should conduct myself? How is it that, that, that I should lead in this manner? How is it that you would have your will be done? We must have a high view of Scripture, understanding that it's through Scripture that we're able to become perfect. Furnished, meaning to be equipped unto all good works. How am I going to equip myself to deal with all the situations that the world has to, to, to offer, it has to throw at me? How am I going to understand and, and deal with the snares that, that are laid before me? Go to Scripture. Go to the Word of God. What I'm trying to remind each and every one of us is that there's never a time in our life when we run into this issue and say, well, the Bible don't tell me anything about that. This is, a, this is an issue where the, where the Bible needs some help. Where I need to go and, and, and seek man's counsel over what God says. No, Scripture needs to be our end-all, be-all. Scripture is sufficient for it all. Going back into our original text and into Acts, we see that as the Bereans are being taught daily, it says in verse 11, these were more noble than those in Thessalonica and that they received the word with all readiness of mind. It says they searched the Scriptures daily whether those things were so. The Bereans displayed the truth that if, if we want to grow in our sanctification, if we want to grow in our holiness, it, it, we must be willing to accept the Word of God as truth. It says that, 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 that they searched the Scriptures daily, whether those things were so. They wanted to make sure that this is true. I want to make sure that what I believe, I know why I believe it. I want to make sure that, that what's being taught to me is in Scripture. I want to make sure of it that, it, that it's true. And then I want to yearn for more. It doesn't say that they searched Scripture for two or three days while Paul was there, but it says that they searched Scriptures daily, that they continued on. I want to build upon this foundation. I want to grow in knowledge and wisdom. I want to understand it more and more. Turn with me to the book of John, chapter 17. As we see Jesus Christ and He's praying for, for His disciples. He says in John chapter 17, verse 17, Sanctify them through Thy truth. Thy Word is truth. If we desire to be more noble, if we desire to be more useful, more satisfying to the Lord, we must not rely on our ability. We must not rely on, on man, but rather the work of God through His fully inspired, inerrant Word to realize that this is truth and that all things that pertain to life and godliness are within it. It's not the work of the Word plus a man. It's not the, the, the Word of God plus some, some, some writings that were revealed to somebody. It's the Word of God in Scripture alone. His word alone is, is the truth, and, and, it's, and, and it's worthy. It's worthy of our trust. Jesus said, said it greatly in John chapter 6. Just turn back just a couple pages there into John chapter 6. 
verse 63, it says, It is the spirit that quickeneth. The, fre- the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. The word of God is life. And it is in and through the word of God in which eternal life is given. But without the gospel, without the power of the gospel, souls won't be saved. It's, it's in his word. It's the spirit that quickens. The words are life. Is that how we see Scripture today? This is my life. You know, if something is our life, then we have some dedication to it. We have some responsibility to it. We have some desire within it. It's not a, well, you know, I've not, I've not picked this up today. I've got five or ten minutes. No, if, I, if I'm re- putting my life on something, I want to make sure that it works. I want to make sure that, that I understand it. You know, Brother John mentioned AED training or something like that coming up. You know, I imagine that if, if, if one of us had a heart condition, we're going to put some trust in that AED. We want to make sure that it's serviced regularly. We want to make sure that there's a couple people in here that they know how to work it. And the same ought to be true with the Word of God. If, if this really is our life, then I want to make sure that I understand it. I want to make sure that I, 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 I'm ready to, to, to yield it. You know, the, I, Paul referenced, told the church of Ephesus that, that this is the sword of the Spirit. Are, are, are we capable of, of yielding that sword? It, it talks about in Hebrews, and I'll get there in a little bit, but that, that the word uh, that divides asunder. Do we really value Scripture as all-sufficient and all that we need? Because the Bereans did. And not only did they value the Word of God, but we see that the Bereans responded with faithfulness. It goes on there in verse 11, and it says, These were more noble than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the Word with all readiness of mind, and searched the Scriptures daily whether those things were so. Therefore, many of them believed. Now, if we take that in contrast, verse 12 Verse 4. And we see a, 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 a very many to some of them believed. You, you see the difference there? The Bereans, they, they, they took the Word of God, they searched it daily, and they responded with faith. This is true. I've searched it out. The Lord's opened my mind to it. And this is true. Many in that time that Paul taught the ancient Scriptures found it to be worthy of acceptation. And they responded in faith. And we must not forget that all we need in order to to see souls awakened and eternally saved is the Word of God. There's so many how-to books out there. so many different instructional videos of of how to evangelize. How to lead people to salvation. What we need to, to get them to say. We've already got a book for that. We've already got a word for that. We don't need man's wisdom. For it says in in, in Romans chapter 10, another passage of Scripture that that, that we read and hear all the time. So then faith cometh by hearing, 
and hearing by the Word of God. It also says in the book of Galatians, in Galatians chapter 3, verse 2, Scripture tells us, This only would I learn of you. Received ye the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? You see, church, that's all we need is to put our faith in that, Lord, this is fully inspired, this is fully inerrant, it is fully sufficient, and Lord, I know that if I bring forth a gospel message to whoever it is, whenever it is, that's all that's necessary. You can use that to bring that lost soul to salvation. The Word of God is sufficient unto salvation. We, we see this all throughout Scripture, but probably most notably here in the book of Acts. In the young years of the church, in Acts chapter 2, we see 3,000 souls saved after Peter comes forth and doesn't preach a confounding message, doesn't preach a, 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 a prosperity message, just preaches a gospel message. Christ and Him crucified. And 3,000 souls were saved. And then we see it again that in the end of, of chapter 2, it says that members were added to the church daily. You see, once he equipped those 3,000 with the gospel message, those 3,000 were able to, to go forth and tell that exact same message out. You see, we don't have to, to, to be scholars. We don't have to be pastors to bring forth a gospel message. There's tracks there on that back wall full of the gospel message. that We can go and Simply just give to somebody. Explain to somebody. And then it goes on in Acts chapter 4 that where we see the church continue to, to, to blow up and, and another, uh, I think it was 5,000 saved in, in, in Acts chapter 4. Same thing. Wasn't a, a great entertaining message. Simply a gospel message. Because the Scriptures are sufficient unto salvation. You know, and I, I know that I have friends and family that I desire to be saved. And I'm sure you guys do as well. And, but many times in my flesh, I, I, I resort, I, I want to try and convince you. I want, you to, I want to try and make you understand why God is so good. I want to try and make you understand how, how real hell is. And I began to Try and do it on my own, in my own words, in my own ability, rather than saying, you know what, here's what God's word says. And I'll leave it right there. I'm not sufficient. I'm not sufficient unto salvation. But God's word is. And lastly, we see in Acts chapter 17 that the Bereans accepted the Word with a readiness of mind. They accepted the Word of God with an eagerness to it. You know, if, if the Word of God truly is our life, if the Word of God, if we understand that, that it's sufficient for life and, and, and for salvation, then we should have an eagerness as we get into the Word. I, I want to understand all that I can from it. We ought to be eager to, 
What is it that you're going to show me now? You know, I believe that the Word of God is active and living and, and, and as, as we go on, and we, we, we see things that we didn't see before. We see things in, 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 a, in a different vantage point than what we did in, in times past. So we can never grow tired of, uh, of reading the Scriptures. There ought to have that, that eagerness about it. They were hungry for the bread of life. It's time that, that the Christian people quit leaving the bread, sit on the table. Say, no, if, if there's something available, and there always is, then I'm not just going to leave it sitting. I'm not going to choose social media. I'm not going to choose uh, worthless TV or, or whatever else over opportunities to be fed. But we're all guilty. At least I know I am. I can't speak for you. Of not having that eagerness. Sometimes I think we might neglect to remember the sustenance that can be delivered through the Word of God. Just how beneficial it is. How much it has to speak into our, our everyday life. You know, in, in, in Matthew chapter 4, we, we see Jesus... Just after he's baptized and, and he goes forth out into the wilderness where he fasted and prayed for 40 days. And, and as soon as he comes out of that, we see Satan come to him and, and begin to tempt him. And what amazes me is that Jesus in the flesh is still fully God. And at any time, he could have just smote Satan and, and had him depart. But he left us a, a remarkable example. Each time that Satan came to him with the temptation... He brought forth Scripture and He says, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone. It is written, man shall not tempt the Lord thy God above. Time and time, three times, it is written, it is written, it is written. And then it says, Satan departed from him. So many times we forget that. Each and every day I'm tempted with something within this world. And I wonder... Why am I missing the escape? Why am I not seeing it? Why do I continue to, to fall into this snare? Because it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13, the Bible tells me, Therefore hath no temptation taken you but such as common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able. But will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it? But I think so many, so many times we miss that, that escape because we're not fighting the temptation as Christ left an example. We're not looking for the, the, the Scriptures. We're not looking to the Scripture as all sufficient and, and I'm being tempted, but, but you know what? The Lord provided me this, this reading this passage of Scripture that, that He's instilled on my heart. So we miss that way of escape and, and, and we time and time fall short. Scripture gives us guidance for times of temptation. It also provides understanding. Turn with me to, to the book of Psalm chapter 119. In Psalm chapter 119, it says in verse 130, 
The entrance of thy words giveth light, and it gives understanding unto the simple. I'm guilty myself of, you know, I would read the Bible more, but I just don't get it all the time. Sometimes it's so hard to understand. But here we see that Scripture says if, if we'll devote ourselves to it, if we'll view it the way that, that it ought to be viewed, that the entrance of thy words gives light and it giveth understanding unto the simple. Even as someone as simple-minded as myself, he can give understanding to. But we have to open it. We have to read it. We have to search the Scriptures to find out, is it true? How do I deal with it? It also says here in the, in the book of Psalm, turn back with me just a few chapters into Psalm 19. Psalm 19, verse 7. It says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Here again we see that the law of the Lord, the, the Word of God, it's, it's perfect. It's sufficient for salvation. Testimony of the Lord is sure, Making wise the simple. He can make me wise. And he will through his word. We often say, if I could just understand this. We sing songs about wanting to know more. But are we opening up the word to say, Lord, I want to be wise. Make me wise. Make me wise through your word. Word of God, it, it provides understanding. Turn with me. I, we've already read 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, but let's go back one verse into 2 Timothy 3, 15. Here it says, From a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures. I mean, we could stop right there and just say that, that's, that's part of why we're failing is because from uh, as parents, we our, our, our children see that we're not making that a priority. And, and, and so we're, we're raising up generations that haven't known the Holy Scriptures from children. But that's a, a different message for a different time. It says, Which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Here again, we see Scripture is sufficient to make us wise unto salvation. It's good enough. It's all that we need. But first we have to, to understand that in and of itself that I need to get away from searching for wisdom from men. And don't get me wrong, we have great men of wisdom here at this church. But no offense, they're, they're no comparison to the Word of God. For the Word of God, it also cultivates growth. Hebrews chapter 4. says in verse 12, For the word of God is quick, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and the joints and marrow. And it is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the hearts. Sometimes we, we need that 
that sword that really pierces our hearts. We need that, that, that pricking of the Holy Spirit. We need that dividing of asunder. Because it's in that that, that that growth comes. It's in that, that that the Holy Spirit convicts and says you're going down the wrong path. But it's in the Word of God that we see that. Also, look what Peter said in 2 Peter chapter 1. In 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 19, it says, But with the precious blood of Christ, oh, that's verse 3, Peter. We also, we have also a more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto you do well that you take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day star rise in your hearts. We have a sure word of prophecy. We have a sure word of God. And we ought to make it a light unto our path and a lamp unto our feet. You know, I'm going to venture to say that when we leave here and we all get in our cars, we'll turn our headlights on. Why? Because the holler's dark. And I don't know what might be up the road. So I want to have that light that's going to light my way. But according to that poll that I started this sermon with, 54% of Christians are driving down a holler with no headlights on and wondering, why am I not getting it? Why am I so frustrated? Why do I not feel as if my prayers are being answered? Why, why am I, I so unwise? Because we're not turning the lights on. We're not allowing the, the Word of God to, to bring that growth, to, to give us that, that, that vision. The Word of God provides a blessing to the believer. Amen? Look with me. just got three more passages of Scripture. Micah chapter 2. Micah chapter 2 says in verse 7, O thou that art named the house of Jacob, is the spirit of the Lord straightened? Are these his doings? Do not my words do good to him that walketh uprightly. The word of God is going to be a blessing. It's going to give us all that we need. We don't need a prosperity gospel. We just need the Word of God. For it will do good. Back in Psalm chapter 112. Psalm 112, verse 1. Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord and that delighteth greatly in his commandments. See, we're, we're, we're blessed if we'll fear the Lord and, and, and delight in His Word. Do you delight in His Word today? Is it something that, that we enjoy? And then lastly, Luke chapter 11. I'll close with, with this. In Luke chapter 11. 
verse 28. Jesus said, Blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. Christ himself says, If you'll put yourself in position to get into the word and have a desire to to not only read the word, but to allow, but, but to truly have a desire. I want to, I want to allow this to be my light. I want to allow this to, to, to be the, the guiding focus. I'm going to put all my faith right here. Christ Himself says, You'll be blessed. For the word is sufficient. There are so many within the, the, the number of, of the Jewish Thessalonians who didn't view Scripture. To be all sufficient. They didn't see it good enough for for life and godliness. And notice that not only did did they miss an opportunity, but they were a great hindrance to many. There in Acts 17 14, it says that when they heard that that he was with the Bereans and and, and preaching the gospel, but he came and he stirred up the crowd there. You see, when when the world looks around and they see the, the members of the church, when they see the, the, the Christian people not living a life that holds the Word of God as their standard, it's not only a, a blemish on our witness, but it's a hindrance to them. If, if the Word of God is not good enough for them, then why, in the Word, why would the Word of God be good enough for me? So church, I just encourage us today. Always remember that the Word of God is, is sufficient. Scripture is sufficient for all. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you again this evening. and Lord, we just want to thank you for this time. Lord, thank you for the Word of God that you've given us. And Lord, I just pray that Lord, we may never forget the the importance, Lord, the treasure in which it is, Lord, that we, we have your words, Lord, right, right, right with us at all times. Lord, help us to, to see that. And Lord, we pray for all the ears tonight, Lord, that tonight, Lord, that you may have pricked a heart. Lord, we do love you. I give you all the praise, all the honor, and the glory. Say it's all in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Or Jim, you come. Let's go 385. 385.